0: Bold statements from the top White House cybersecurity policymaker on cyber defense. And a look at the origins of the ransomware WannaCry. These stories and more coming up on the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. We start off today's report with a promise from the Trump White House that it will do a better job than predecessor administrations in securing the digital assets of the federal government and the nation. President Trump signed a cybersecurity executive order last Thursday and it was unveiled at the White House daily press briefing by Tom Bossert. He oversees cybersecurity policy as assistant to the president for Homeland Security and counterterrorism. Bossert made a big promise the Trump administration will walk the talk when it comes to cybersecurity. Bosser said that unlike previous administrations, the Trump White House pledges a more secure cyberspace emanating from its executive order.
1: I think the trend is going in the wrong direction in cyberspace and it's time to stop that trend and reverse it on behalf of the American people. Uh, we've seen increasing attacks from allies, adversaries, uh, primarily uh, nation states, but also non-nation state actors and sitting by and doing nothing is no longer an option.
0: No doubt, cybersecurity policymakers from the Bush and Obama administrations would contend they did not sit by and do nothing. They, in fact, did a lot. Still, major breaches in and out of government have occurred over the years as all organizations struggle to prevent damaging cyber attacks. Bossert made a bold pledge, and it's still to be seen whether he can keep his promise. Cybersecurity is hard, and often, even with the best intentions, attackers succeed. One thing Bossard said the Trump administration will do differently from the Obama administration, require federal agencies to implement the cybersecurity framework designed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology to safeguard critical infrastructure, IT.
1: We have practiced one thing and preached another. Uh, It's time for us now, and the president today has directed his departments and agencies, to implement the NIST framework. It's a risk reduction framework. It is something that we have asked the private sector to implement and not forced upon ourselves. From this point forward, departments and agencies shall practice what we preach and implement that same NIST framework for risk management and risk reduction.
0: There's a difference, however. Businesses, including those operating critical infrastructure, can choose whether or not to adopt the framework. It's voluntary. Under the executive order, government agencies don't have that choice. Still, it's appropriate for the president to order agencies to adopt the framework. After all, the executive order, from a cybersecurity perspective, views the government as a single enterprise.
1: The executive order directs all its departments and agency heads to continue its key roles, but it also centralizes risk so that we view our federal IT as one enterprise network. If we don't do so, we will not be able to adequately understand what risk exists and how to mitigate it.
0: Now, the waiting begins. The executive order calls for dozens of new reports based on 14 different studies to be conducted over the next eight months. That could strain resources. Melissa Hathaway led the Cyberspace Policy Review for President Obama in 2009 and says the new review will require every agency to dedicate precious and shrinking resources in time and personnel to develop these plans. And she says... That could delay and possibly distract these agencies from their current cybersecurity activities and operations. But if done properly, the rewards could outweigh the sacrifices these agencies will be making in the near term. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. The ransomware known as WannaCry is causing havoc around the world with at least 200,000 endpoints being infected. Hackers are demanding victims to pay $300 in Bitcoin to unlock files they encrypted. Ransomware capitalizes on a vulnerability in the Microsoft Windows operating system, a flaw the United States National Security Agency apparently exploited in its spying mission without notifying Microsoft. The fact that Microsoft wasn't notified about the flaw so it could patch its operating system exasperates the company's chief legal officer. Here's ISMG Security and Technology Editor Jeremy Kirk to explain. Microsoft's chief legal officer
2: directed pointed criticism at U.S. spy agencies on Sunday. Brad Smith warned that civilians are at risk if governments stockpile libraries of software vulnerabilities that may eventually fall into the hands of cybercriminals. Smith says, quote, We have seen vulnerabilities stored by the CIA show up on WikiLeaks, and now this vulnerability stolen from the NSA has affected customers around the world. Repeatedly, exploits in the hands of governments have leaked into the public domain and caused widespread damage, end quote. The warning comes just days after an unprecedented global wave of file-encrypting malware. It spread extremely quickly due to the use of a software worm believed to have been developed by the NSA, Upwards of 200,000 systems were infected worldwide by the WannaCry or WannaCrypt ransomware. That malware demands a few hundred dollars to unlock files. The attacks crippled hospitals, telecommunications companies, and medical organizations. The NSA has never confirmed the unauthorized disclosure of its software tools by a rogue group calling itself the Shadow Brokers. The Smith's unusually forward attribution of the worm to the NSA adds to expert suspicions that the agency is the source. The attacks have again brought into focus the U.S. government's policy in handling software vulnerabilities. U.S. spy agencies rely on unknown software flaws in order to access adversaries' networks for intelligence. But in the past year, the NSA and CIA have been caught off guard by devastating leaks of their most sensitive techniques. The ransomware attack brought full circle what some had predicted, that cybercriminals would use the leaked attack tools and bring untold havoc. Smith writes that the equivalent in the physical world of the ransomware incident would be the U.S. military having some of its Tomahawk missiles stolen. The opposing view is that spy agencies need the software vulnerabilities to do critical intelligence gathering. Without those tools, the U.S. would be at a disadvantage. Microsoft, however, is pushing for more accountability. In February at the RSA Security Conference in San Francisco, Smith proposed a Digital Geneva Convention to better protect civilians from nation-state attacks. One tenet would require governments to report vulnerabilities to vendors rather than stockpile or sell them. As one of the largest technology companies, Microsoft bears a lot of influence, but the debate is unlikely to be resolved soon. For Information Security
0: Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. Finally, the ISMG Breach Prevention Summit kicks off this week in Washington, and among the various presenters and panels, one in the keynote panel addresses the topic, Cybersecurity in the Era of Donald Trump. The panel discussion leads off with a brief presentation by Jeanette Manfra. She's Acting Deputy Undersecretary for Cybersecurity at the Department of Homeland Security and Manfred will describe some of the timely initiatives underway at DHS to safeguard federal government civilian agencies and the nation's critical infrastructure. Those programs include the National Cybersecurity Protection System, or NCPS. Among NCPS's key components is the intrusion prevention system known as Einstein 3A. Here's Manfred testifying at a congressional hearing in late March.
1: We recognize that many sophisticated adversaries cannot be blocked by signatures of known threats. NCPS is a platform, and Einstein is only a first step. Moving forward, we are pursuing three lines of efforts. First, increasing the number of known cyber threat indicators available. Second, deploying reputation scoring to help government agencies prioritize specific indicators based upon the likely severity of the threat. And third, piloting an advanced analytics capability to identify anomalous activity that could be a previously unknown threat.
0: Another presenter at the DC Summit is Greg Ulshusen. He's Director of Information Security Issues at the Government Accountability Office. The GAO is Congress's investigative arm that conducts audits of agencies' IT security systems. In a dozen years leading these investigations, Wilsherson's team has issued some 200 reports containing 3,500 recommendations, Walsherson, in his presentation, will identify the common areas agencies struggle to secure their IT and steps that can be taken to mitigate them. Here's Walsherson speaking about some of those common problems.
1: We actually went to four agencies and examined the security controls over two systems at each of those agencies. And we found that the agencies had implemented and developed and documented many controls to help protect those systems, but at the same time, several key controls were not being consistently implemented. And these include assessing the risk to include all types of threats and risks to those agencies or to those systems, updating their security plans, which will be needed to identify the appropriate set of controls that should be implemented for those systems. This is something that we have identified uh, not only on this audit, but other audits is the inconsistent implementation of
0: required controls. Michael Daniels served as cybersecurity coordinator in the Barack Obama White House. Now he's president of the Cyber Threat Alliance. That's an ISAW an information sharing and analysis organization founded as a not-for-profit by a number of major security vendors. In his presentation, Daniel will describe how the Cyber Threat Alliance automated systems call thousands of threat indicators and share them among its members. As Daniel described to me, the Alliance's platform will allow it to organize and structure threat information into adversary playbooks by simply turning abstract threat intelligence into actionable real-world solutions. What we want to do is actually start building up not just indicators of compromise, but literally playbooks of how the bad guys are doing various campaigns. And if we can build up these playbooks of
1: how the bad guys are doing these campaigns, then we can work with law enforcement around the world, work with others, and actually disrupt those operations much more effectively. What I would like to do is start producing some of those playbooks and doing some of that disruption over the next year.
0: Kicking off the summit will be a keynote address by Art Caviello. He's the retired executive chairman of the security provider RSA. And Caviello will address the current state of cybersecurity, which he characterizes as being better and worse at the same time.
1: So many of the, of the larger uh, corporations uh, are doing a much, much better job of, of security and aided and abetted by uh, a lot better technology than existed three, even three years ago. The smaller companies, though, without the resources, are are being left behind. And, again, the attack surface, the onward expansion of the attack surface, can't emphasize that enough, just makes it harder and harder to uh, to keep the bad guys out. And, again, they're ever more sophisticated
0: as each year goes by. Caviello, Daniel, Wilshison, and Manfra will be joined at the Breach Prevention Summit by more than two dozen other presenters and panelists who will not only explain the IT security challenges organizations in and out of government face, but ways to mitigate them. For more information on ISMG summits held around the globe, go to events.ismg.io. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chavro.